we're in an echo chamber at the moment, somewhere in the Duco offices, uh, where I've got Joe Parker with us. And so we're talking the life and times of the guy who's tasted defeat for the second time in his career. No. You're still smiling, Joe, but uh, it's got a bite, doesn't it? How are you feeling a couple of weeks out from the deed itself? Um, you know, I'm feeling fresh. It's not good to lose. It doesn't feel nice, you know, and it's... Um, First, because of the career and what was um, in front of us, you know, if we won, we could have had better fights. Now that we lost, we sort of have to climb up again. So it's not good to lose twice in a row. But I'm still smiling because life's good. You know, I'm, I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm strong, and I'm still determined to to keep fighting. I'm motivated and hungry to be champion again or be unified champion. So, you know, I'm not stopping now. I'm just, there's still a lot to give. Tell us uh, about the. There's been a lot of um, they say noise around about your ability as a as a mongrel, so they say, and about what you deliver uh, in the ring itself. Do you think it went too far against Dillian White? Do you think you need to dial it back? Are you happy with your approach to that fight? What, what would you change as far as that's concerned? And tell us about being not enough of a mongrel. Whether you yeah, buy into think, that or not, I feel like he was he was way more mongrel than I expected him to be. And you know, he used so many tactics that I wasn't even aware of, uh, pushing me over the ropes and you know putting my head down and punching me when I'm sort of bending over. So I think there's a lot of good learning for me. I have to be a lot more aggressive, you know. I think I'm just... Nice fighters aren't really the best fighters. <laughs> but do you think you got dragged into that, though, and maybe you should have just stood on the outside and just dropped bombs on them from out there, maybe boxed a little more and not bought into like, that whole, whole yeah, mongrel thing? I or? feel like I should have... You know, I could have easily won the fight boxing from the outside. But, um, you know, sort of got sucked in to try and make a statement. Obviously, it wasn't the best idea or best plan, but... Moving forward, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the things, my strengths, um, and, and use them well. One thing I think I've pulled out of that fight anyway was that crikey, you got a chin. Uh, you took some big hits, and it looked like, but you were, one of them knocked you down. And anyone says to me, "Oh, you've made your money, your heart's not in it anymore." You stood up after that, and you kept fighting. Yeah. So to me, that says your heart's not in it. But you got to be satisfied with the fact you can actually take a blow. Not that a boxer wants to take yeah. a fight, but you know, you know, you've got you've got the whiskers, as they say, Joe. That's got to be good for you. It's not good, you know, obviously, to take a punch and to get clipped. And you know, the first time being knocked down, so I can't use that, that hashtag anymore. Never been dropped. <laughs> you know, now it's changed to never been stopped. But. Obviously, um, it's, it's great to know that your chin can take a punch, but hopefully they don't take too many punches in the future. You know, yeah. I can avoid those big hits. And so as far as your, your mental state, uh, the couple of days after the fight, and, and what you actually did to deal with defeat, what did you go through in those quiet moments? Um, no, a lot of people were feeling sad for me and saying, oh, you're all right. And this. I said, I'm fine. You know, there's no point dwelling on a defeat. And I, I know it's not the, the, the best result that we wanted. And it's not the result that New Zealand and, and Samoa wanted because of all, this, all the support they're giving. But there's no point dwelling on it. You know, you've just got to accept it, move on, and uh, train harder. I know, train harder and try not to get hit as hard. What about the theory that says that you've come to the end of the line with Kevin Barry? Address that for us. I feel like a lot of people have a, a, an opinion. I respect it, and it's um, it's it's I don't know. It's sort of sad that they sort of think that um, we don't you know make a great team. But I feel like if you people watched the fight, the first few rounds were great, and sort of a lot of punches, combinations, head and head and body, and then sort of the headbutt changed the whole course of the fight. I'm not saying um, not complaining or not saying that that's an excuse, but I'm saying it's sort of just just the obvious that I sort of wasn't the same fighter. Now, you've uh, heard today from, from David Higgins, and David said you aren't going to take this any further. You're not going to look to appeal that decision, even though you look close at it. Tell us about that. There's no point appealing the decision. You know, decision, decision. He won. I feel like um, there's a few things that, that could have been changed with the officials and picking out a few things here and there, but there's no point. We've got to accept it as a team and move forward. You know, so I think we've taken it out, and uh, we're not going to pursue it. Does it 
like hurt you or upset you when people make a lot of comment about what you're doing and they come from not necessarily a position of strength, i.e. knowing the boxing game? How, how do you deal with that? Because everybody's got an opinion about you, Joe, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I, um, my, my thing is I try and ignore it and I don't really look at it on social media or look at anything, but then people keep telling me and keep saying it, so I can't even get away from it. And so uh, for me, if they're talking about you, at least they know that you're fighting, at least they know that you're, you know, it's, um, they're actually paying attention to what you, you're trying to do. Talking with uh, explosive Joseph Jurassic Park. You still haven't used that name, mate. What are you doing? You've had this for years. Come on, Joe. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll pass it off. <laughs> so, um, so now we wait, I suppose. We've got to wait now and see what happens next. Uh, you want to have feelers out for your next fight? What, what's the likelihood? What are we looking so at, do you know? As a fighter, you don't care who you fight. I want a rematch with Josh. I want a rematch with Dylan White. But I know, realistically, as a fighter who lost twice in a row, there's a bit of climbing to do. And so I have to rely on my team to make the best fights best possible fights at the right time be able to climb back to the top I don't have a long time in the sport it's pretty limited but hopefully we can get back to the top to be champion again or be unified champion and uh, you know say that we, we did it people say that uh, it's, a, it's a vicious sport it's a dangerous sport you, you get your head beaten up you don't end up dribbling in your own lap at the age of 40 you know you should stop now while you've made your money um, my line is that you've been doing this a long, long time. You know the inherent dangers. You had a master plan. That must grate you a bit, though, people telling you to give up the sport that you love because you took a couple of knocks. I mean, we know it's dangerous. I know. Everyone knows it's dangerous. And um, like I said, thank you to, for everyone for the caring and for the love that they're showing and, and worrying about me. But I feel like I feel like I know when the right time is to leave the sport. And if I, if I took a big beating or if I knew that I wasn't capable enough to defend myself in the, in the ring, then I'll, obviously I'll stop. And if I started dribbling and, and sort of not pronouncing my name properly, then I know that's a big, big problem. But I feel like I'm still right. I feel like I'm still sharp. And I, I have a good plan. Um, and if I don't achieve it, then you know, I'll stop um, at 30. So what's going on in Whanganui? What's the guts what of all this? Can you, can you explain it to me? I don't know. What's happening there? Obviously, there was a, you know, David asked me if I wanted to do a school visit, and I said, yeah. of course I do. And then all of a sudden, I saw in the media that there's, a, there's you know, only you know, Māori kids and Pacific kids are allowed to come to the, the sort of the talk that I'm doing. And so for me, I was surprised. I, I was like, hey, what's happening here? And so, but for me, um, I would love to go down and talk to you. I know where they're coming from because um, they want to give attention to the Pacifica and Māori students, but... For us, as a team, we feel it's fair that everyone... Because there's a lot of other kids that want to see you, and girls and, and parents that want to they see us as a team and listen to us speak, and hopefully we can touch them by something that we say. But um, for us, we're not cancelling. We're still going to go down and talk because it's important that, we've, you know, that we give back to the community and to the kids and for the love and support they've given us. My co-host, producer, Goran, gets sick of me talking about my kid, but I can't help myself because they're pretty important. I can't work out the way you're away from yours for oh, so long, man. man. How was it to come back and see for the first time we won? Uh, you know, my daughter Elizabeth was um, nearly two years old, and she was standing outside, like, smiling and, and sort of waiting for me and, and jumping up. And so I went and gave her a big hug and kiss, and she was all shy. And then um, I was able to meet my daughter Shiloh, so I gave her a big hug and kiss, introduced myself, even though she doesn't know who I am yet. But it was just great to hold her and be home, and just to see them, you know, it's, it's way different seeing them on, on, on Messenger or FaceTime and, and sort of in real life. And then you get to hold them and hug them and, and you know, show them that you love them. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about, isn't it's it? That's what it's all about. You know, this is, uh, I think that's why all parents work hard and do what they do in life to give their children a better future. And that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So as far as the, the next fight, David's still working something like that. You got any idea when an announcement's going to be made? Any idea? Uh, I, I have no idea yet. Listen, I want to lock something in soon. I want to fight next week. You want to fight nah. here? You want to fight here? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll fight anyone, anytime, any place. 
I don't care who I fight. I want to be the one of those heavyweights that everyone goes. He didn't care who he fought. He just fought everyone. And so, you know, hopefully they're looking a good fight for for the fans that are watching. Mm-hmm. And where are you sitting at, body weight wise? You happy enough with where you, when you sat down with um with Billy and White about your shape and your fitness and the like as well? Is that your the ideal? Because you do go up and down. Where, where are you yeah, sitting I was, at? Uh, I was one hundred seven for the Joshua fight, then one ten, one hundred nine for the White fight. But there's a few things we didn't, and I didn't train before the weigh-in, so obviously I was a little heavier. I felt that my fitness was great. I think it was better than the Joshua fight. And, um, but yeah, there's always things to work on and improve on. And as far as your name over in Britain, you still think you're up there in lights? Because the, the fight scene over there at the moment is absolutely insane. You're still a relevant part of that from what I you can like, gather with I Hearn like, and the rest? I feel like we are. I feel like what, what, with the feedback that David's been getting off Hearn, it's, um, it's great feedback. And uh, we actually saw a lot of support when we were back in, in, in the UK. People asking for photos everywhere we went. People, you know, Parker, Parker, so all this. And it was, it was great for us to see the love and support and the welcoming that we got. It was good as a team. You um, watch a bit of uh, UFC? Yeah. How's Israel Adesanya? Bro, he's actually carving up. <laughs> the, the last one that he got was amazing. You know? It was great. And so for us, it's great to see another fighter do well. But he's making big steps. So we're, we're supporting him all the way. And hopefully we see him you know, smash it and get the, you know, the championship. That's the genial idea. Always a pleasure, Mr. Parker. Thanks very much for Thank your you, time. Go well. Oh, and one last thing. How's your brother, John? How's he doing? John's good. Yeah. John's uh, actually back in Auckland now. So I'm going to see him very soon. He was in Christchurch. Now he's back. We're going to go catch up and have a few pies. Fantastic. <laughs> Give us a cuddle. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Joe. <laughs> see ya.